recording. Welcome to episode 156 of the Try Games at Net podcast. We're recording at 12:33 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, I, technically, it's the afternoon because it is afternoon, but we don't have any mailbag in our mailbag because you guys are terrible people. Uh, so, so feel guilty and send us email mailbag at trygames.net. That's your episode. Uh, I'm out. Oh, not really. Uh, hi. I am Mr. Chupon, your host. I am also known in the real world as Austin and as probably... Hey, I thought you were going to switch over to real names. That's what I just said. If you would not interrupt, then you would have heard it. No, but you said you were going to stop doing the, the, the fake names. <laughs> right, that's why I switched over to my real name before you interrupted. You said Mr. Chupon! I know. And then I switched over to my real name before you interrupted. But you said in the episode of our podcast... And just to spite him, that's oh, G.S. Riven. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> And the person who just snickered is... Who is this? Uh, I, it's your I job. I have no idea. It's your I job. Remember. It's your job. Do it. Do it now! Okay. Kill me. I am the antipode. Better known as Al. <laughs> Do it. Wait, what are you... Oh, Ow! Okay. Uh, now I know what you're doing. <laughs> um, Yes, and we're all discombobulated because two of us... Well, one of us is sick. Uh, One of us just woke up. And one of us has been waking up at 5 a.m. every day of the week. So, we're all fucked up. Uh, and someone's breath- mouth-breathing into the mic. Who's that? Actually, I'm Not nose-breathing into my hand, and it reflects into the mic. I just thought it was- I didn't know if it was me, so I did it again. Oh. Well, then. that that That's grand. Okay. So, we are taking advantage of Google Wave to uh, understand what our topics are. And I just closed my Google Wave, so I don't know what the Fantastic. Fuck. The wave well, has crashed. Oh, uh, okay. wave.google.com. All right. Um, We've got a great show for you today. And da 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 da. No. Um, we're going to start off, as usual, with what you've been playing. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a little game called Tony Hawk Ride. Well, not more, not, not so much about the game, but more about, you know, uh, Mr. Tony Hawk going to bat for it. And then, um,. Little bit about uh, I don't know what comes next. Whatever, whatever tickles your fancies. Fanciful tickling, um, because we have no mailbag, as I said, because you guys haven't mailed us with your questions or comments or gifts or box socials or whatever the kids are calling it these days. So yeah, Pete, what have you been playing? I mean, GS Riven, what have you been playing? I'm not gonna answer you. Okay, no. Al, what you been playing? I uh. Hey, I am going to answer you. I lied. I've been playing a lot more Dragon Age. I've probably like over 80 hours and not even halfway through the game. Oh my god. Um, wow. Because I'm ridiculous and I spend like way too much time deciding on each like minute detail of what to do. I must agree with you. <laughs> um, and then uh, I like, so not really much to talk about that. The game's still awesome. I still love it. Uh, finished Modern Warfare 2 as a single player. And uh, it was mediocre. It hmm. like 
Um, it's hard to see. It's hard to put a com- make a comment of a game when you've already heard a billion other comments and not just repeat what you've heard. But I, I kind of <laughs> have to repeat what I've heard. Yeah, I have to repeat what I've heard, which is that the especially like the giant bomb guy. Giant bomb guys have said a lot that they basically Infinity Ward try to make a, a the entire game a series of extreme moments, mm-hmm. whereas Modern Warfare just had a couple of them, which made it really interesting and good, and, like, those are just some peak moments, whereas every level in this one has, like, one of those, and it's just too much, and I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I just got through it, and I am gonna, I am, I've already started playing through it again on Veteran, just for achievements, um, because I'm masochistic, I guess, uh, oh. but I'm just glad to be... I'm glad to be done with it so that, like, now I can, if I if I pop it in, I feel like I can just go right to multiplayer and stuff and not, like, have this, for me, it was, like, this lingering thing, like, I want to play multiplayer, but I still got to finish the single player, but now it's over with, so, um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that, uh, I look, because I, I finally listened to that quick look, or not quick look, that, uh, that special Giant Bombcast you mentioned, Austin, yep. where they, like, just spoil the hell out of it, and pretty much everything they say in that makes absolute sense, um, Except when they contradict each other, but <laughs> it's it's like the best the best breakdown of what the game like what the single player might actually be saying that I've heard so far. Uh, they actually try to try to decipher what the what the storyline means and like where the where the series could be heading and stuff. Whereas everybody else is just kind of like I don't know. Oh my god, there's like no storyline. Yeah, like <laughs> um. Like especially even with the uh, the terrorist level, like the giant bomb guys, like say you know, like kind of really go into detail about why that happened and stuff. Whereas everybody else is just like, just passing oh my God, over as people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, I would recommend anyone who actually has played through the game to listen to that to just like, because you might just see things in the game that you didn't realize when you're playing through it. Um, and then the only other thing really that I've been playing other than that is rock played some Rock Band two. Uh, got. Got a little drunk and played some Rock Band 2 with the girlfriend, and that was fun. And You're supposed um, to get very drunk to play Rock Band 2. That whoa. is when your wild side comes out. Let us hear you sing. Yeah. Well, not now. <laughs> I don't know. It's like we can't get too loud in our apartment because there's like, you know, there's lots of people around us and well, stuff. fuck, and... that ruins PAX East. I mean, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... I think I'm done. Oh. <laughs> I think that's all I played. Wow. You, you... Oh, I bought Peggle on Xbox Live Arcade. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because, I, okay, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but on my, you know how I played it on my iPod all the time? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I've done everything I could possibly do up to and including clear, doing an all clear on all the stages in the game. And the thing with the iPod version is that the iPod apparently doesn't have enough memory to keep all that stuff, like all your complete, like it gives you little like uh, markers to say like, okay, you've, you know, like there's there's the adventure mode uh, where you just play the stages like through the, through the quote unquote storyline. Then there's challenge mode where you do specific things on stages, um, and you get little uh, award ribbons for do, completing those challenges. And then you can do an all clear on the stage, which gives you like a blue award ribbon. So I'd basically done everything, but it can't hold everything in the memory, <laughs> so it never actually it never actually completed the game. Whereas I'm sure the Xbox uh, version can do it, and plus there's achievements for doing right, things like right. that. So at least now I'll like feel like I'm accomplishing something by doing the same thing I've been doing for the past like two years. Ah, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Kind of like me playing Guitar Hero two, over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what you been playing? Ah, this wonderful week has been almost mm-hmm. entirely oh, devoted to Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> of which I am about I think twenty three hours into. 
I'm at the point in this two where the uh, seed members find out that they were all from the same orphanage. And oh. it is their matron. And uh, oh. uh, that that was pretty like cool, shocking to me, just because I'm I'm trying to get absorbed into the story and just like make everything that's like a twist be like, oh shit, word! They were all from the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Same one. Basically, oh like God. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Ugh. Yeah, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake. Goldie Hawn but, um... was their mentor. <laughs> I don't know where I got Goldie Hawn from. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, I um, I'm actually having a little bit of fun with the game, but I'm also because <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I am um, I'm using game facts to just kind of I pass something and then I look back to go, oh, I could do this. Because, you know, they don't tell you anything, mm-hmm. and everything is so hidden in the game that you kind of have to play the game with the strategy guide. So, like, I'll play the, through the story of the game and do regular stuff, but then, like, if I miss the Guardian Force that I could actually still get, I'll go get it. Right. Uh, like, for example, I got Tom Berry, and, I mean, Tom Berry is t- kind of time-consuming. Yeah. I had to kill, like, 20 of them. I don't think I ever ended up getting it because I got fed up, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, see, um, I actually managed to find out that if you uh, junction 100 tornadoes to strength, you get, like, super strength. Mm. So um, I luckily got, like, five windmills in the beginning of the game, and windmill can get modded with Quetzalcoatl's uh, lightning refined magic thingy into tornado. So I got my 100 tornadoes, but I, I need another 100 just because I need somebody else for attack, but... Uh, I'm trying to go with the MMO approach to this game. Have like a, a damage dealer, a tank, and a a, a healer. Mm. But I'm not really there yet. Like I don't feel like doing it really. So I just basically have Squall like beat the shit out of people with his gunblade, and then um, hold R1. I mean, not hold press, right? Whatever. Yes. And uh, I'll get him. We can just keep doing Renzo over and over again. And um, everybody else pretty much just draws all day. <laughs> You know, it's I gotta, so sad. I, I gotta replay that game for real because back in the day, and, and I'm not sure if this is gonna change my opinion of it, but it's maybe, not. but hopefully it will. And no, 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 because because the way I played it back in the day was like, it, it, it basically, <coughs> I, I got oh, ooh, ooh, don't die on me. Sorry, I live, live. No, I choked in the coffee, right? But I was trying to hold it and mute the, the <laughs> mic. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> I pressed it the wrong way. <laughs> so you heard the first cough. Oh, good. No, but, um, I was going to say, yeah, I, um, I played it in such a way that, um, I didn't really get the full benefit of it. I, I made it all the way to the end of the third disc just by Guardian forcing and, like, occasionally, you know, the only thing that I really had trouble with was, was the Kerberos. Okay. And and maybe Raijin and Fujin once, but otherwise, like, was it the first fight? I'm pretty sure you fight them again. I only fought them once. Uh, I don't remember if you fight them again, and I may be saying that for the sake of not spoiling it. And I mean, not I, really don't I could just be an idiot and not remember, but I'm not going to reveal that secret to you because it's a secret of Evermore, which sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I basically okay. So I'm not going to sit here and say that every single thing I did was a Guardian Force. Well, every single thing, single that I did in 1999 was Guardian Force, and that's why I stopped playing. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, like, I I got to 
they ended this three, and I'm sure that I wouldn't be able to have, I wouldn't have been able to get there by just guardian forcing, but I did it like a lot, and mm-hmm. that again I, is is oh, the same thing as you said, Al. That's why I ended up being like, all right, this is retarded. I'm gonna stop playing, and like I just I it, it never really. I don't know, it just never really resonated with me. And the junctioning system, I was like trying to get into it. But at, at a certain point, I just kept on doing junction all, and it would just do the right thing for me. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't really need to do anything, and I don't really care anymore. Let me stop. Um, mm-hmm. This is another... I just wanted to throw in my two cents real quick a... and just say that I, when I played it back then, I did also... I made it through all three discs, the first three discs, just doing Guardian <laughs> Forces, and that's what, when I made it to the fourth disc, I was like, yeah, fuck this game. So I think if everybody said it, it must be true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But see, the funny part is, I only made it to the end of disc one, and I quit. <laughs> well, I grinded the hell out of my Guardian Forces in the beginning of the game, because when you first leave that uh, the, the school or whatever, you can go down to the beach, and that was, like, the easiest oh, place. I think I grinded yeah, for maybe, like, really do it. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, grinded a couple hours, and then I pretty much soared through the rest of the game. All right, right. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw in that I did that too, Yay. and that game was awful for that. <laughs> <laughs> and And see, here's the other thing that's really funny. It's like, you know, the game, the game's difficulty scales. So I have to pay attention to the fact that, like, if I find myself grinding for whatever reason, I have to stop. Oh, uh, right, right, right. There, you know, there's really no need to gain levels because if you gain levels, then the end of the game is going to end up being more difficult than it needs to be. And um, you can still kind of get away with doing the same things, especially once you get time buried because you can level up and level down enemies. And once you have that, I mean, it, it really makes no sense to grind at all. So I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through the game and still, you know, kind of make it manageable for me? And that's when I managed to unlock Encounter None from um, Diablos. So I could just run around the entire game and I get into a fight unless I have to, which is awesome. Right. Uh, so that, that the game gets some cool points with Encounter None. Um and then the end of the week approached, and I managed to play something other than Final Fantasy VIII because I actually spent some time at home, some time awake, and stuff. And this morning, I played, uh, you know, since I, I, I went to sleep kind of early, because I only had one hour of sleep on Friday. Uh, I went woke up at about 4 this morning, ah! and from then until about 11, which is when I went to take my nap, that I set my alarm for... Um, 11.45 p.m., which is why I was late. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, I remember doing that quite often, because I do it often. And uh, so from about 4 to 11, I played Mass Effect. And now I'm at uh, I'm near the end of the game. I just have to visit like the last planet in the um, information gathering portion of the game. Pete, uh, you, would, you would know I'm trying to be... Um, Vague because of Austin. Yeah, but um, yeah, you I know, vaguely you to... remember. <laughs> oh well, Zing. I'm I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure you remember the uh, just the course of the game where you uh, find out what you have to do and then you have to go visit the three planets to get the information, and then I would assume that that's the point where you um, kind of get into another linear portion of the game and you can't play like the DLC and stuff like that. Don't remember, do you? Oh, wait, you're talking about Mass Effect now? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I thought you were still talking about Final <laughs> Fantasy. I w- wow. I was looking at this Google Wave stuff. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete listens. Yes. Okay. So, yes. You're... Yes. Three planets. Yes. Go. Good. What? I'm on a third planet <laughs> I do know what you're talking about now. now. Vermeer. Okay. Um, I had 
over the week I did um, Bring Down the Sky DLC, which was pretty interesting. I think I talked about that last week. Um, and this morning I did most of Pinnacle Station, but shit was rough, man. Like, at the end, I, I just... Whew, do It took me forever to do the uh, time trial, and then when I finally managed to do it, I was like, screw this, I'm not doing the uh, the next three missions, which, oh, four missions, and then there's one after that or something like that, because they're, like, super hard. Uh, and uh, as a final, I played uh, Gyromancer, the demo for Gyromite! Or, as we like to say in foreign country, Hiromancer. Hero. Um, as Ryan Davis so succinctly put it, <laughs> or is that Jeff Gershwin, one of those two said it, I don't know. Hero. Hero. Hero um, Mansay. Hero Mansay. That is a pretty interesting game. It's uh, basically Puzzle Quest using mutual twist um, gameplay standards, I guess you could say. Um, I had fun with it, even though the demo was timed to like 45 minutes. Uh, I really want to buy the game, and I'm restricting myself from buying it because I have to restrict myself from buying anything entertaining at this point. And that is it. Hey, Austin, what have you been playing? Well, I'm glad you asked. I, uh, no, I've been trying to, again, clear out New Super Mario Brothers, which we'll talk about, um, today, actually. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the cast. Uh, we'll introduce that segment as I did last time. But, um... Uh, yeah, the first run I took through that game, I you know I, I basically just did what was mandatory to beat it, and that's it. I never found four and seven, and now I have now I have four, and I still um have to beat world six to find uh beat world five to beat seven. I mean to find seven, uh, and it's it's kind of dumb how I didn't find it before because I really just rushed through that game, and as a result, <laughs> I'm like this game is too short. And then I thought about it, I'm like, well, I didn't play it right, so what the hell's my problem? And so, what? How many? How many years after it launched? I think it launched like the same year as the DS Lite did. I'm finally going back and actually playing it proper. So, uh, damn. Well, yeah, I haven't yet. Well, I mean, I've... I had the I had the advantage of being on the airplane going to Japan and having like a whole two hours where I couldn't fall asleep. So I just sunk all of that into World One and Two to try to find out how. The, sorry, Worlds. Yeah, to try out how to find three. No, four. God four. damn it! See that kid. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Whatever. But mm-hmm. I spent I spent more time playing um, Plants vs Zombies to try to finish out all the mini games, um, shitting sun. But after the uh, after the Insanic the Zombie Quarium one, they uh, they th- oh god, what is it that they throw at you? Um, first they had the bejeweled ones, the two bejeweled ones, and then they had the Zombie Quarium, and then they had one where um, it was the regular Plants vs. Zombies game, but they they like they threw a whole bunch of uh, bobsledding zombies at you. Okay. So there's I hope a there's they weren't a, Jamaican. They were not. Oh, Jamaican bobsled zombie. <laughs> oh, jeez. They have an enemy that, and I think I mentioned this before that uh, that rides a zomboni and um, yeah, and puts ice on the field so that you can't plant stuff on that ice. And when they put ice on the field, that gives. Um, the bob, the the, bo- the zombie bobsledders, the zombsledders. I don't know what they call them. Uh, jump onto, and there there are four of them to a bobsled, right? So they're basically Something four like bo- zombies in a bobsled, like skating towards you, like in that bobsled. And where the ice ends is where they kind of get off. So 
if you let the Zamboni, like, ice a lot of the field before you kill it, and then you don't clear the ice, and the only way to clear the ice, by the way, is by uh, using a jalapeno bomb to, oh, melt, okay. to melt the ice. I thought it would be to use sun, but... Hey, no. <laughs> jalapeno bomb sounds like a drink. <laughs> Ew, gross. But yeah, the only way to get rid of that is by... And if you don't get rid of the ice, then basically the bobsled team can go like really far down the field before they all get off. And the problem is that when they get off, that counts as four zombies. Mm-hmm. So like, you, you could have one pea shooter shooting at it, but there are four of them. So you really need to 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 spend your time like building up enough sun to get the jalapeno bombs to get rid of the ice, Question. and it, it just gets really frustrating. That one was a really frustrating one. What's up? Um, those four zombies do they all end up on the same line or did yes. they end up in different lines? Yes, they end up on the same line, Ooh. which is actually worse because like as long as you have one pea shooter on each line, at least that would be okay. Because yeah. th- this mini game takes place um on the swimming pool level. So I didn't get to the, so you ha- yeah you have to buy it. the lilies the lily pads just to be able to get the uh, get anything into the middle of the stage so that already gets frustrating. Oh goodness! So oh and then there was whack a zombie which is basically just whack a mole but mm-hmm. um zombies come out. You of get grace. to steal Kylie's uh, mallet if you uh, saw the Sony commercial. <laughs> no. What? Okay. Do you watch TV? Yes, actually. Um, you know I, those I, I believe they have the shows on it. I'm shut up. Uh, <laughs> you know the little box, and there's an invention called television, and on this television they show shows. Anyway, um, uh, there's oh. a commercial going on for Sony Vio Windows 7, and um, they they have people in the store, and then they talk about something, and then out from the wall comes like Peyton Manning and Justin Timberlake and two other people. Yeah, other I haven't seen random. that specific one, though. I've seen oh, the they have one where... and, and other things. Yeah. Yeah, I had this little girl, like Kylie and uh, some other lady, I forget who it is, and they say the only thing that the Sony Viral Windows 7 can't doesn't have is Whack-A-Mole, and then they play Whack-A-Mole, but Justin Timberlake has two mallets, and the little girl has nothing. And then, that cheating whore. And then he tells Peyton, he's like, hey, Peyton, why don't you give her your mallet? He's like, no. He's like, okay. And then they're all hitting the, the Those are actually, I, I, I'm liking the crap of commercials. That, like, I like the Sony commercials, the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3 commercials. Those are funny. Oh yeah, those um, are funny too. I only like those commercials because Justin Timberlake happens to be really funny and all. Yeah, uh, vice president of epic footage. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, it, it, that mode is actually a, a cool twist because the zombies come out of gravestones, and and as the stage goes on, um, the, the more and more gravestones pop up, and it's not just whack a zombie where you have to whack them like. It's whack a zombie where they're coming towards your house. It's just like the other ver- modes of Plants vs. Zombies. They're coming towards your house, and your goal is to stop them. So you're, just, you're not just whacking them to score points. Like, you're whacking them to defend your house. And mm-hmm. more and more of them start showing up, and it, the screen just absolutely fills with them. And it, it gets to a point where you actually ha- they actually give you the ability to use your power-ups. Like, every, I don't know, every ten zombies you kill gives you like uh 300 sun or something and you can put like a like a bomb or something whatever um but i think my favorite one so far just from an amusement standpoint was uh, zombie nimble zombie quick um which basically it starts off at like one and a half times the speed and it just speeds up like throughout throughout like the rest of the game it just gets really fast and so you get to a point where sun is popping out of your sunflowers like once a second it's like bing Bling, bling, and you're like, oh, this is really awesome because I get lots of sun. But it really sucks because they're coming at you really, really fast. But it's just comical to watch. It's like 
watching uh it's just like watching a DVD on like triple speed on your DVD player. Um except the sound isn't, you know, made to to sound like warped. It just the sound effects happen faster but they don't they don't sound like chipmunk. So Oh, okay. It's just that the sound effects probably get to a point where they're like overlapping each other. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same length just, of the sound effect. I should play the, yeah. I should play the mini game again and like record video of it just to just to send you guys cuz it gets pretty funny. Um and then there's one more mode that's called uh, zombie bowling that you just use the walnuts to bowl over zombies. Uh, they they reintroduced that. So I'm almost done. Uh, I think. Uh, they, I think I maybe have like three to four more mini games to unlock, and then I'm done with like unlocking everything. Uh, so Interesting. that's what I'm aiming for. And like before, when I was playing the game, I'm like, oh, this is this is a really fun game. It's four stars, you know, it's whatever. But like, there's like after the main game's over, there's so much shit to go through. I'm like, okay, this probably gets an extra star. And, like, I know that might be exaggerated. It was like, oh, Plants vs. Zombies is a 5 out of 5. But, like, I have been playing so much of it and been having a blast every time I play it. That Game I of the of... year, man. Game of the year. Yeah. Sure. Maybe not. But considering that I don't play anything these days. Hey. Maybe. Austin's Game of the Year. I don't know. Uh, no, my Game of the Year. Austin, you sound more sick my than I My Game of the do. Year would be... Uh... Would probably be New Super Mario Brothers. No, I don't know. That was like three years ago. I yeah. I know. I don't know why. Like it gradually throughout, like what we've been playing, my nose has been getting stuffier and stuffier and stuffier. <laughs> so I think that's a cue to stop and move on to the next thing. So we'll be right back after these messages. Right back. Uh huh. We are back at exactly 1 p.m., which is exactly to my devices. I planned it out this way. But, um, wow. I, I still haven't thought up of a name for this uh, this segment. It's not going to be called Game Spiel, because that just sounds stupid. Game Spiel! But, uh, I don't know, maybe... We... You gotta say it in a thick German accent. We're going yeah. to talk about the Game of Spielen! What? No. Maybe we <laughs> can call it, like, Look Back. I don't know, because it literally is a Look Back, so I don't know. But that... I. I... Anyway, to reintroduce this topic, uh, this segment, we are basically coming up with a list of games that all of us have played to enough of an extent that we can actually have meaningful conversation about it instead of a thing where it's like, what you've been playing, where it's like, oh, I haven't played that. Let me listen to you talk about it for 10 minutes. Uh, and we so far have not completed the list, but you know we're going, we're, we're going progressively. So like, as soon as a game pops up that, we, that I know we've all played on the list, then we will continue forth and... The inaugural version will feature what I've just been recently playing. New Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo DS, not for the Wii. Because I didn't say New Super Mario Brothers Wii, I just said New Super Mario Brothers. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to go for half an hour on this puppy. So we should um, talk about it. Well, first of all, for the rest of you, how far have you played into the game? I've You've beaten, beaten it. it. I've I've actually fully completed the game where I've done like everything you can possibly okay. do. Al, I have just seen the ending. Okay, so <laughs> did you, so you did you unlock uh, the other worlds? No, I don't believe I did. Okay, I went through the regular game. 
And so, you, uh, so for some reason, I thought you unlocked World Four and Seven, no, or at least four. Definitely not. So for th- for those listening who don't know, who still haven't played New Super Mario Brothers, which you know I could snarkily say, "Where have you been for the past twenty seven years?" But considering the fact that you know I, I don't play anything, I have no position to talk. Um, New Super Mario Brothers, if you go through it straight, you basically play through worlds one, two, three, five, and uh, six. And, and is it six? One, yeah. One, two, three, five, six. One, two, three, five, six, and eight. Correct. Right. Worlds four and seven, you actually have to find by uh, by secret methods and cannons. By what? <laughs> you found them by the cannons, yeah. right? Well, you have to find the cannons. I mean, like you have to find out how to unlock the cannons, basically. Right. Right. Um, it's because they're not really secret methods. But they it's are secret. secret. Yeah. But you can see the cannons right there. But you can't get there. I see you know how to get there. <laughs> yeah. That's what's the secret. Shh. It's a secret. Um. But uh, yeah. So I. I, I it's funny because I think the first time I played this, uh, I was disappointed a lot in it. Not to say that it was a that I disliked the game. I actually really liked it because, you know, I I shouldn't say this, but how can you not like Mario? And obviously there are people who are sick of Mario, but like it's it's For got sure. it's got the type of gameplay where, you know, you pick it up and it's just like it's just kind of there. And like how could you how could you dislike it? You know. Uh, and I'm not uh, again. I'm not passing judgment on anybody who dislikes it, and I don't actually think that it's impossible to dislike that game. But it, it, it's. Uh, I, I think what I'm trying to say is that it resonates in a certain way with so many people that like any type of any type of core Mario game that involves that type that the, that as the heart of its gameplay, the 2D part as the heart of its gameplay, is just like all right. Well, you know what you're getting into, and you know you're gonna like it. So it's not like it's a. It's not like you know me sitting there being disappointed. And it means that I dislike it. But what I was disappointed in was that Mario Three, at the very least, I'm, I'm gonna use that as like um as the basis here because it really tries to piggyback off the original Mario's. Like it doesn't even have Yoshi or anything, which I believe the Wii version does. But um, it just got rid of, not got rid of, but it took away a lot of the aerial aspects of 3 by simple virtue of you can't fly. And you you have to use other things like springboards and vines and just jumping off of other things to get to an elevated platform. But you can never really roam the skies like you could in Mario 3. You could... I, don't, I can't remember. Can you throw shells upwards in Mario 3? Not until World, right? Mm, only in Mario World you could kick shells up. Okay, but yeah, that was the single biggest disappointment for me for New Super Mario Brothers is that you couldn't you couldn't roam the skies. And Al, I think you brought up the point when we first talked about this, like way before we even reached episode five. I think uh, this was years ago, and you made a good point in that, like, well, maybe they're you know it's called New Super Mario Brothers for a reason. That's why it's not called Mario Four. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Um, five. Six? Yeah. I don't know. I say Mario World's Mario 4. Yeah, me too. I think, though, that my contention is still that they introduced other things, like the shit, like, they, if they were really gonna, like, just go back to the core gameplay and just kind of reboot it, then why do they add new suits like the Shell Suit, or the Mini Mushroom, or the Gigantor Mushroom, or let you do things like Triple Jump? You know what I mean? So if Mm -hmm. they're gonna kind of do that, don't I just kind of felt that they shouldn't have taken away the one thing that kind of blew the series into the stratosphere, and that's that, that was flying. Uh, but at the same time, like as I started, like now, I'm playing more of it, 
and you know getting all the secrets and and unlocking the the other worlds that I hadn't before and I'm just like you know what it doesn't fucking matter cuz it's still a lot of fun and I could sit there and be disappointed by it and I'd only be lying to myself about my natural reaction cuz I'm sitting here and I'm having a lot of fun with it so why do I have a problem with it uh so I no longer do <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that is a game that I really should get back into, and it's weird um, that New Super Mario Brothers is, like, the game that defines, like, Nintendo's philosophy, sort of. I mean, it's it's one of many, but it's one of those games that you can pick up and play when you first buy it, and say, you know, you buy it when the game first comes out, which, according to Pete, is June 2006. I believe, I, that's, I believe that is correct, yeah. Because he says he's right. I um, sucker. All right, <laughs> sucker. Um, so now you play it, and and you know it's new, and it's it's different, and it's colorful, and it's got some cute sounds, and it's awesome. And you're playing it, and you go through the game, and you're like blah blah blah, <laughs> blah blah blah, <laughs> blah blah. Yes, I remember. That's exactly how I was. That's exactly how you. Oh are. my god, and it's new Super Mario Brothers. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and uh, you finish it, right? Three years down the line, three and a half years down the line to be exact, you could pick up that game and it still has pretty much the same flavor that it had when you first picked it up. And it, it's kind of weird because, like, say I go back to Super Mario Brothers today in 2009, December, most of my returning to it is nostalgia because right. it's that old, I guess. But Honestly, if I decided I'm going to pick up Super Mario Brothers and I'm going to play it from World One One and for to real eight four and try to do well in through, it, right? yeah. I mean, it's not like it's something I haven't done before, but it's a it's a real test in endurance and in skill and stuff. But it still feels the same as the you know playing it for the first time, right? And 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 it doesn't really get old unless you, I mean. It, it's different with a whole different kind of people, but at least I think for gamers and people who really are shit, people who people are really who are shit, people who no, but also people who who only know games of Super Mario, and you know those people that Nintendo are after, like the the people who used to play games who don't play anymore, and usually their memory is, oh man, I remember when we used to get together with the family and play Super Mario Brothers and always take turns trying to pass this one hard stage or whatever. And, and everybody always has this one memory about Super Mario Brothers, where it's like they make up some weird reason as to why you can pass a certain part. Like if everybody in the family can't pass a certain part in the game, go, oh maybe you could do this. I got one of those. <laughs> um, I'll say really quickly. Uh, there was like this big gap that four one. None of us could. No, it, I forget which gap it was, but there's a big gap that had a, a, a power trooper in the middle of it, and no one was able to really make that jump. <laughs> and my uncle, Michael, which Best I let off say, um, he said, well, maybe you could ride Turtle across. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so everyone tried to ride the turtle, and of course, as soon as you jump on the damn turtle, you, uh, you, it drops down or whatever. But I think I might have somebody managed to hold the jump button so you get that boost off the turtle and then that's how he managed to pass the gap so he was kind of sort of right. yeah yeah um so you know you have things like that and people who remember that 
and they don't play games now, they can go back and play Super Mario Brothers, and I think that it'll still feel new and genuine to them. And, and that's one thing I like about New Super Mario Brothers. Like, I can go back to that game right after this podcast and enjoy it. You can't say that about too many games. Yeah, I think it, it's. It, I think you know if if New Super Mario Brothers shows anything, it's that it's one of those timeless designs, like Tetris. Okay, mm-hmm. Tetris. It's fucking Tetris. It's never gonna get old. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, of all the of all the other games that I've played throughout the years and and, and their sequels and whatnot, like uh, Street Fighter Two. Never gets old for me. The original? I should say I should say Turbo because I was never I was never really um, I could never really go back to the slow mode. But like oh, the, okay. I, the the principles of that game never got old to me. Whereas you know something like Final Fantasy, some of them are are uh, some of them are still great, but they're not exactly timeless. True. Like even Final That's Fantasy true. VI, as much as I love that game, like sometimes there are little things where it's just like, well, you know, I kind of wish that. You know, it it incorporated some elements of you know, game different games today. Uh, I can't pin, like I can't sit here and pinpoint them. Like I have to think about it. But right. like things like Final Fantasy three, okay, on the DS, which they even remade for the DS, and I'm still sitting here going like, really? You really brought this old mechanic back? Is it really this clunky? Like, I, there are no save points in the what? You know, it's <laughs> it's that type of thing where there's certain elements where it's you know, eh. But with Mario, Tetris Street Fighter, and Mario, it's like they're, they're, they're such – they started off really strong out the gate. Um, Pete, I want to hear what you think about this game because you played all the way through it. Like, you, you unlocked everything. And so, like, what, what was your experience like with this thing? Um, well, obviously, I completely agree with you guys. Like, the game – like, especially with the, the whole Mario, just – all the Mario games are – well, most of the Mario games are pretty much timeless. Um, like, just uh, when I – I got it when it first came out. Uh, I got it right along with my DS Lite or whatever, and I was actually that was back when I was living in PA and working at the Tuxedo Shop. Tuxedo. And, and uh, I basically played through the entire game while at work. Um, so I like. How do I want to put this? Um, I don't know if I would have like. I, I okay. I guess I would have completed everything even if I wasn't at work. But it was just one of those things where it's like I'm at work. There's nothing to do, so this is the game I have in my system. So I'm just gonna keep doing till I keep playing till I do everything. Right. But at, ne- at no point did I ever feel like I was like, uh like I had to do everything. Right. Mm. I ju- I was just enjoying it. Um, I have a feeling that if I were to go back and play the game now, that the the core gameplay of it would still feel great to me. Like Al said, you know, you put it in, it's just like you bring it back to when you first played it and stuff. I don't think I'd want to go through and do everything mm-hmm. again. Um, but uh, yeah, just Mario as a, as a game is just like it's the same thing with going back to like uh, like regular Mario or I guess. Uh, Mario Three probably the best example is like if I go back and play that for nostalgia reason, I'll just go through and play. Like I won't like try to like like remember where all the secrets are and everything like that. I'll just play it for like you know maybe like uh, like an hour or so and just have a good time playing it, and then I'll move on and maybe come back to it a couple years later or something like that. And uh, I did actually have a chance to come back to New Super Mario uh, during this past Thanksgiving because. Um, my girlfriend and her mom were making food out in our kitchen, and I couldn't stay in the room and play, like, the Xbox or anything like that. So uh, I sat out there. Like, I couldn't really help or anything because there there'd be too, too many of us in the kitchen. Yeah. So I kind yeah, so I kind of sat out on the couch out in the living room and, like, was playing uh, just through back in New Super Mario Brothers. And I did have that feeling of, like, oh, my God, I forgot how great this game is. Like, I kind of just wanted to keep playing the game. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
but uh, yeah, it, circumstances prevented me from getting too far into it. Um, but the problem is now for me that I don't really play portable games anymore because I don't have anywhere portable to play uh. them. Uh, so I'm New Super Mario Brothers isn't apparently good enough to make me play it over console games. But if I had somewhere like when if I still had a job where I could sit around and play games, that would probably be one of the games that I would definitely want to play again. Um, I definitely think it's the if not the best game on the DS in the entire DS's library, definitely one of the top games. Um, and uh, like it still holds up better. Like I mean, it, like okay, it holds up better than anything really else on the DS, and it's still just in terms of its gameplay better than anything pretty much that's come out since then. Uh, like it's definitely the type of game that anybody can just throw in and have a good time. You said that whole Nintendo philosophy thing of like just you put it in and you're smiling within minutes. Um, or your blah 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 <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely rings true with this game. I, I don't think there's any other DS game that like that really does it. Maybe aside for, like, or at least no other Nintendo DS game aside from maybe Nintendogs that really has that that rare quality that that can just do that. And yeah, just in, in terms of Mario series as a whole. Um, this, I think, is the second best Mario game ever made. I, I definitely personally think Mario 64 is the, is the best, uh, just because of what it did for gaming, and, like, it was a very well-crafted game, and this is, this is supremely well-crafted, like, the best 2D Mario, like, out of any of them. Like, they just took everything they learned from all their previous 2D Marios, and, streamlined them into this package. The only thing I'd say is that is wrong with this is that instead of uh, bringing back a lot of the old power-ups or something like that, they, you know, they introduced the new ones, like the, the giant Mario yeah. and the mini Mario, and those really weren't used to the extent that I would have liked them to be. Like, the mini Mario use, is used a bit, uh, but giant Mario is only used maybe, like, if I can remember, it's only used, like, once or twice, and yeah. it's kind of just a throw... I can't remember because I, I mean I really haven't played it in since I'm, you know back yeah, then. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Keep going. I'll think of of other places where I've seen it used. But keep going. Either way, I don't remember it being used enough. Like I felt like it was kind of a waste for them to have put it in when they could have just put like you said. Like you can't. There's no cape. There's no uh, raccoon tail. There's nothing to give you that flying mechanic, which was one of the more fun power ups in the in the previous games. Um, so for them to not have that, but then have these kind of, like, what I felt were throwaway power-ups kind of was a disappointment. But uh, I do love the uh, the turtle shell power-up. I, I personally think uh, becoming a, a Koopa Troopa uh, is, like, the best power-up ever. Uh, better than the Tanuki suit or anything else. And fuck everybody else says that anything's better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I just... better. <laughs> I really like it. I thought it, I think it's a really cool idea. Um, and plus, Koopa Troopa is just my favorite uh, character in the Mario universe. Uh, and then, but I mean, aside from the power ups, just the level design is like perfect in my opinion. Like, uh, there was never any ones that I felt like like I never felt like things were repeating themselves or that like anything was too challenging or too easy. Uh, I don't know how to like it's it's hard to describe perfection. <laughs> um maybe perfect isn't a good word, but like it's definitely the best level design in my opinion and uh my favorite level is, wait you you both beat it right you yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. My favorite level in the entire thing was uh the Bowser's Castle where you uh go through the doors and it flips the castle upside down. Oh. I thought that was like amazing. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, you don't remember that? It's like 
because you traverse the castle one way, and it's basically like it's a it, it's like a castle yeah, type of yeah. thing. Like you, you traverse mm. the castle one way, and then you go through a door, and it flips it upside down, and like uh, it's just it's a really interesting mechanic because then you're traversing it backwards, but like on the ceiling and stuff. I don't know. It was just oh, that was man, definitely my favorite I'm, level in the game. That doesn't have what? anything to do with the fact that like once you beat the last castle, you think you finished the game. That there's a whole another castle after that, right? That's not the um, one you're talking about, right? I don't remember which one was the one that turned upside down. Okay, it, that you're not talking about the end of the game. Then. I it, I it, that, I think that particular castle was towards the end of the game. Oh, okay. but I know that again. The I end, can't... Sorry, I know I was that gonna the say, end go had one castle, and then you think you finished the game, and then the, right after that, there's this whole big ass castle right after you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. That's kind of like it. Well, maybe not exactly a nod to Super Mario World, but that's kind of like the same thing Super Mario World did too. It's like you know. You go through all the castles, and you have that like the the final one, but then you have the final final one, <laughs> the big ass one. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I really like this game. I personally think, like I said, it's the I think it's the second best Mario game, and um, yeah, I would definitely if I had the opportunity to play portable games, this would be the one that I would want to go back to. I've been thinking about the Gigantor Mushroom and. The only reason why I, I, I thought it was used in multiple places is because I got that flying question mark block in random stages that actually gave me the Gigantor Mushroom in places, mind you, that it wasn't really appropriate. Um, right. What, what level was I in? I was in, um, I was in three-something where you're, um, it's one of those elevated levels with the, with the bottomless pit just kind of ever-present, um, and it... Oh shit! Which one was it? Was it the one with the tilting mushrooms? It was the one with the. It was the one where, like, near the end, uh, if you took the secret route, um, the mushroom platforms were like tilting back and forth, and they were rocking, and you had to like. Yeah, I know which like, one you're talking about. They gave me the gigantor mushroom at the like I died, and I and the the question mark block came, so I started at the halfway point, and they gave me the gigantor mushroom there, and I tried to jump onto a moving platform, and I was too big, and I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> duck, so my head. Was like the, my head was in the way of, of of everything, and so like I a, a pipe just basically put pushed me out the platform. I'm like that was a waste, but yes, yeah, so it's like those types of things, those little small things. It's just like why would why would you do that? Why would you give me that? A why would you give me that in the stage B? Why would you give me that power up at all if it, if its only real use is going to be in stages like World One Two when you first get it? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, dude, giant fucking Mario, awesome. But is it really useful? It doesn't matter. Just put it in. Uh, okay. They should have a giant boss that you can use giant Mario. Yeah. Really easy, but you could beat it any other way too. You know, I I do like Mini Mario a lot because it it changes the way you play the game significantly in terms of like I, I shouldn't say it changes like the mechanics. Well, like it kind of does, but it. You know, besides besides making you smaller and making you jump higher, like first of all, you get that elevation, so you can do more things, sort of. But you also can't really kill anything, can you? No, you have to butt stomp in order to kill stuff, but you can't just jump on anything and make it go away. So you kind of have to change right. up how you do things. And because you have to stay alive throughout the entire level, if you revisit a level, get a power up, and you try to exit to map, it takes that power up away from you. So you, if 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 I'm saying, okay, in this level, I see a mini pipe. I need to get to that pipe. So I'm going to go back to a world that I know is going to give me a mini mushroom for sure. Get that mini mushroom. But then now that I have the mini mushroom, I have to survive this entire stage as this tiny little piece of shit. 
and then <laughs> you know, and that's really hard. Yeah, especially when some of the secret exits make you have to do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, because like you're not only do you have to live through the whole stage to keep the mini mushroom, you also now have to survive the stage that you intended to use it on to get to that secret part, and it's just like I I I I, I, uh, I can't <laughs> I can't jump on anything now. I can't. I have to butt stomp in it, but it, I think that makes it a lot of fun. Um. Let me see. Uh, I I wanted to to talk about the aesthetics a little bit. I think, um, and this is this is like really stupid talk now, but I think one of the best things that they could have done for the game aesthetically, uh, in comparison to something like Super Mario World, is bring back the old coin sound. I don't know if you remember yeah. what Mario World's coin collection sounded like, sure. but like so. Okay, so all the NES Mario's when you collected coins, right? They, it, 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 you remember th- that iconic sound? It has the classic sound. The classic yeah. sound. You go to Mario World, and it it they makes it a lot softer. It. Yeah, it makes it sound. It, it gives it better quote quote unquote better sound quality, but it makes it all like puny and small. Like uh, and, uh, another perfect example: what they did to the jump, okay, from Super Mario Three to Super Mario World. Like his jump, you know, his jump in 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 the old Mario Brothers was this weird like sound, right? But yeah, in Mario World they turned into this little hop, and they kept the hop for New Super Mario Brothers, which I I actually wish they changed back. But you know what I mean? It's like it's like oh, it sounds better now, but it 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 lacks the punch. Yeah, it lacks that kind of iconic Mario punch. And so when they brought the coin sound back for New Super Mario Brothers, I was like, yeah, you know, like this, this makes me want to get every single coin out there. <laughs> because like, it's like a casino, like all the noises and the lights, and because it has that punchy 8-bit sound, that really loud sound, you're like, I want to get all these fucking coins. Whereas in Mario World, I was I literally, I was just like, I, I, I'm, I'm getting them because I want an extra life, but I really don't give a shit otherwise. In this, I'm just like, ooh, there's one coin sitting there, and I'm at like three. So getting this one isn't going to give me an extra life, but I have to find a way to get that coin. Yeah, I mean the, the little things like that. I think it was uh, are, are funny. And Pete, uh, Pete brings up a very good point in the chat room. We should touch up on the mini games. And Al, you want to talk about multiplayer? Yeah, um, I just it's... wanted to mention. <clears throat> uh, any of you guys remember Super Mario Brothers Deluxe DX for the Game for Boy Game Boy Color? Color? Uh, I knew of it. I never actually played it. Ah. Yeah, I never played yeah. it. Now, that was the first Super Mario Brothers game that allowed two players to play through the actual main game at the same oh. time. And that was really cool, although it was just a race. Uh, I mean, it was still the same game, and but the players didn't actually directly interact with each other. Right. Um, and I find it funny that multiplayer in the main game has not actually come into play until Mario Brothers Week. I think that New Super Mario Brothers would have been a great place to actually introduce it. Mm. Um, yeah. As opposed to the multiplayer games that they included in the past. I mean, I've played, I've played it multiplayer. Like the the like, it's basically just the uh, race for the coins, right. the big coins. And you like beat the crap out of each other and run through levels to get coins, yeah. which is cool and all. But I think that it would the multiplayer would have more longevity, or people would want to play multi more if they were able to play through the main game. And if it was designed, because I think it still has to be designed for two players, but I don't think it takes that much to design a game between one and two players as it does to design a game between one and four players as New Super Mario Bros. Wii does. Yeah, that... that, that, 
just the concept of that kind of amazes me, the fact that they're like, all right, we're going to give you New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and you can play up to four players on the stage. Or you can play up to two players. Or you can do it with three. Or you know what? If you hate people, you can just get this game and still play it. And I'm like, it's basically designed for anywhere from one to four players, and it doesn't, like, this is what I've heard. Okay, I haven't played it yet, but, like, everybody ranting and raving about it that says that you can play it single player, or you can play it with two player, or three player, or four player. There's some games where you play, like, this is a bad bad analogy, but I'm just going to pull it out of my ass because it's what I'm thinking about. A first-person shooter, all right? This map is designed for four to eight players. Otherwise, it won't be fun. Mm-hmm. This map is designed as a one-on-one map. Otherwise, it won't be fun. But New Super Mario Bros. Wii is just like, I don't give a shit. However many players you want in there, just go at it. Like, we will own your ass because we are fun. And you have no, you, you have no recourse. You will enjoy what we have to offer because we have brainwashed you. But, like, like the, the fact that they were able to, to, to do that, according to what everyone else says, is, uh, this makes me really want to try it. I just have no time or funds. But yeah, yeah, minigames, Pete. I I was about to see that's what I was going to say in the chat. Is I honestly don't remember the minigames because I'm getting them confused with – there was minigames in that, and there was also minigames, I think, Mario in 64. Mario 64 yep. DS. Um, so did this one have the ones like, uh, where it was like – you know the the Where's Waldo type mini game, and I got so like, far in that one on the plane. Like I got far further than anything that I've ever gotten on any mini game in that in that package. Yeah, like because that one was a really hard one for me because I like I, I you know I start going you know astigmatism and like I just can't see shit. But like, right, I, I was just on a roll on the plane and I got like thirty seven correct before like I started like faltering and then I tried to do it again and I topped out at like five. Yeah. I, I think I've gotten up to like because like it's like every ten you get a, a coin thing like a star yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think I've gotten up to like four or five of those. I learned to look at their like, eyes instead of everything else. Yeah, that was definitely. I think that was the best mini game in the, in the collection. I can't remember the other ones though. So do you remember any other ones? Um, around? there's the, uh, there's a really stupid one where you have to basically say which one of these is not like the other with the caterpillars. Uh, that was kind of dumb. Oh, yep, I remember that one. It, was, it wasn't so much which one of these is not like the others, but rather match the one that's walking on the bottom to the one that's on the top, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always a sucker for the stupid casino games, like the, like the, the Mario version of poker, and then that whole mat two, match two cards games where you're supposed to get rid of all the cards in the playing field. Um, right. And like every time you get rid of a card, like two new ones shuffle in, kind of like uh, Bejeweled. Okay. Um, I like that one. Um... I like the, I like the I, I like all the canon ones where, like there's there's one where you have to slingshot a bunch of spiny shells into uh into a contain into containers that are on the top screen and then there's one where you have to and this was also in Mario sixty four there's one where you have to slingshot um slingshot into bob bombs that are parachuting down and trying to destroy your garden I know okay I, don't okay, I think I remember that one vineyards there was one of there's one where you had to like slingshot like the characters up or something, yes. right? like using trampolines or something. Oh yes, there's that one too. That one was uh, that one was interesting, but I never. I think that one was also in both games too. Um, but um, I think yeah, I think the most notable ones for me are the um, are the ones you the one you mentioned about the uh, um, the where's Waldo, the slingshot one where you have to defend your garden against the parachuting bob bombs. That was basically like missile command. Yeah, in a way, even though you didn't really point where the missile was, but that that, that that's kind of <laughs> what it was like. Um, oh, what else is there? There was uh, there was a really stupid one where you had to roll a snowball down a hill or or across a hill or something like that, and you had to race 
And that, that that's all it was. Like you just had to keep on swiping right at the touchscreen. That was stupid. Um, yeah, it's for kids. It's for kids. Probably <laughs> what you're right. I think you're baby right. game. What was the boo one? There was a boo one where like there were boos flying, and then the screen turned dark. Uh, I remember there were boos flying around. It had to do with a candle or something, didn't it? Maybe I just remember that like for a couple of seconds you can watch them flying around before the screen goes dark, and then once the screen goes dark, you have to scribble, you have to kind of chip away at the darkness to try to find the booze, like where they ended up. Yeah. So what I'd always do was I'd just like wipe a wide swath diagonally across the entire screen until I saw a little speck of white, and then I, you know, then I'd kind of chip away there. But those are all. I guess the fact that we can't remember the other ones kind of speaks to. <laughs> Kind of speaks to the only ones that matter, like the ones that were really good and the ones that really sucked. Those are the ones we remember. Al, what was your favorite one? I don't remember. I didn't. I'm not really one for those Mario mini games. Um, Heathen. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, I basically played the main game and then I gave it to Evelyn and she played the main game a lot more than I did. <laughs> and then I played against her in the uh, the the beat you up two player mini game. And I think we played some of that. Uh, that the, the two the match two wait was it match two the one you were talking about Austin was isn't that like a version of spit or something um, where you you have your deck of cards and you have to put the cards in order or something like that I don't know if they had I think they had that in that unless I'm thinking of they them. may have the one that I'm talking about is you start with a whole grid of cards and in order to get rid of cards you tap two adjacent cards that are the same. So like a fire flower sitting next to a fire flower, if you tap those two, then those two cards disappear. Or oh, it's if like it's or, no, no, because it's no. it's they are all flipped over already. Or oh. if it's and they have to be next to each other. Okay. Somehow they either have to be above one one on top of the other, one next to the other, or one diagonally. I think. Eh, diagonally. Yeah, I, th- I, I think. To, like I gotta play that game. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you <laughs> do. Yeah. I need freaking DSI. Or yeah. DSI. Like, DSLL DSILL Cool J well, It depends on how How much you want to keep your, your GBA game roster Without having to tar- Cart your GBA out with you You have a micro right? I got a oh, micro you, oh, no, man. Yeah You did get a and micro And I Usually if I want to play uh, A GBA game I play it on the micro I don't play it on DS Yeah so then Yeah just go for the light Because I, I, we all I, know That Guitar Hero on tour Is really worth keeping it for- No Yeah right uh, So um, I also have my SP But I need to get a new battery for it but ah. then, at the same time, I look at the SP screen and I look at the micro screen. And I'm like, let me play micro. Yeah, yeah, that thing is a lot brighter. It's it's is nice and sharper. Well, on the DS Lite though, well, it doesn't really make a difference. No, it does. On DS Lite, it, they they really do look nice because not only is it of that same brightness, it's also just bigger. And yeah. it does like even though the GB, even though a smaller screen technically makes things sharper, the DS screen isn't to a point where like you go, oh my god, I can see every single pixel on his nose. Oh no, it looks terrible. No, it's it's it looks pretty good and sharp. So, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, we'll um, see. We'll see if Al gets one for Christmas. Maybe I sh- maybe I should have kept my broken DS Lite so that you could have used it as a Game Boy Advance player. <laughs> no. I don't know, shit. No. But um, yeah, I I I wish um. The, the one thing I wish about this game, I'm just going to go back to it, was uh, even though like I've, I've come to grips with it and like I just really don't care anymore, I still think it would have been nice to include some, some type of flying power-up. Because I, like, I, at this point, like, 
I have no qualms with calling it the second best Mario game. I don't think it is, only because I, I really do miss that. And while it's it, while it's incredibly fun, like it kind of makes me want to go and play Super Mario 3 or Super Mario World just so I can kind of fly around and do shit. And I kind of don't want to play Super Mario World because I don't want to really deal with Yoshi. Because I'm not... I, I don't have a problem with Yoshi. I just like I'm not in the mindset to really deal with with that with that gameplay mechanic right now. Mm-hmm. But well, like Mario three, Mario three is always a great game to just dive. Into. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. I need to I need to buy it though because I only have the NES version and I'm not going to bring my oh, NES everywhere with me. I don't have the GBA one. E-reader support. E-reader, which has actually some pretty cool levels. But yeah, so I digress. I um, one of us has an e-reader. Which one of them? Not kidding. That would be me. Yeah, and I still have those cards. Oh shit! Um, wow. Yeah. That, at yeah. least you have them though. That's good. Instead of like, sure. um, like those levels are fucking cool, man. Yeah. And, and and I could drop any power up I want anytime I want. I just like loaded a, a zillion <laughs> p blocks. Uh, not p blocks. Uh, p wings. Like yeah, uh, I want to get to this level. I need a p wing. P wing. Right <laughs> wow. Um, I wanted to bring up something. Oh, um. I think that Nintendo should come up with a new Super Mario Brothers 2 for DS, mm. and they should do stuff like you know throw in the um, the the throwback stuff from some of the later games. Like I'm not including Mario Brothers 2, but I'm including Mario 3, um, Mario World. You know the flying and maybe Yoshi. Sometimes, sometimes not. But they should have like a a, a a level, like a world that's all composed of like the best levels of those games. Mm. Kind of like they kind of like they had the retro circuit for Mario Kart. Yes. On DS, except uh, according to a lot of people, and I, I I don't know this for sure because I've I I don't have intimate experience with all the Mario Karts. Like some of the stages they chose to include in Mario Kart DS for like the all time stages are like garbage. That's what I've they heard. probably did. You talking about the DS one? Not yeah, the one? DS one. Um, I don't really remember the DS one. I remember the Wii one more. Uh, where... I just like I, I don't know. I like them all. I mean, I don't. Yeah, love I, I don't I like care what it's, it just turns and jumps and shit. I don't really look into levels like that. But in terms of racing, but with with New Super Mario Brothers like two, they could, um, you know, of course everybody tends to go back to this world one one thing right now imagine they have all the same level layouts but some of the enemy placements are different things mm. like that mm-hmm. um they'll maybe include some levels from the real super mario brothers 2 but not the like super hard you die if you sneeze levels <laughs> uh <laughs> you know like, levels. just do that in and... that regards, I think it'd be better, or like a good idea, if they could just re like repackage, re-release Super Mario Brothers All Stars as a DS game. Yeah, true. But I think the problem with that is that um, it, it it's. I think I, I, I think I Al, you're talking you're talking more of a sense of where it's like, in the first world, like or or at least it's a world. It's one of the Mario worlds where all of the levels are from the previous game, so you don't have to like switch into Mario 1 to play that first level and then switch out of it and switch into Mario 3 to play that level. Right. Okay. Or even uh, it should, if you kind of bring it up that way where uh, the world would actually be, uh, say, a rendition of 
that Mario level where, say, it takes the look and not, maybe not even the look, but just the feel of that level, you're restricted to just those kinds of power-ups from that game in that stage. Mm-hmm. Then you go into, say, stage 6-2, and then 6-2 would be a, a level from Mario World, and that level from Mario World, they give you the power-ups from Mario World and all other stuff, and then 6-3 would be, say, from Mario 3, uh, maybe 6-4 would be from... Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. You know, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. You know what I think? But I think that would be a really cool idea. It, it, would, it would throw people's memory because then they'd be like, oh, I remember this level yeah. from when I played such and such and such. Kind of like a Mr. Potato Head of Mario. Yeah, in uh, just one stage. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see them take Mario Brothers 1, uh, I mean, Super Mario Brothers World 1 1, uh, and then Super Mario Brothers 2's 1 1, and then Super Mario Brothers 3. One one, and then one of the first stages because you can choose from both of them in Mario World. One of that one one or one two, whichever one counts as whichever I forget. And then mm-hmm. New Super Mario Brothers one one, and somehow paste them all together into one long ass stage. That would be cool. And like somehow in, in New Super Mario Brothers Wii, <laughs> or or, what, or or New Super Mario Brothers three. I don't know. And like yeah. And, 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 you know, change it aesthetically so that it's a unified theme because, like, you know, the original Mario had the brown blocks and then Mario Brothers 3 had those weird, like, platforms that looked like bricks. Uh, I don't know. But, you know. Well, what if they did it such in a way that it, it was, uh, you know, moving from look to look to look continuously? If they could do it gradually, then gradually. yes. Gradually. Like, if they could hot. somehow do it gradually, that would be kind of awesome, yes. Modders, get on that. <laughs> or something. Didn't somebody, oh, I think that was in, uh, Left 4 Dead or something. Like everybody's always remaking World One One from Super Mario Brothers into like some other game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mega Man. Mega Man powered up. They do that in uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, but no, I don't think they do that. Can't make levels in a game, can you? Uh, That'd be good. That'd be interesting if they released a Mario game that had a level editor. Mm -hmm. It's called Little Big Planet. No. Yeah. (laughs) Except that that has horrible platforming. Yeah, without floaty (laughs) physics. I still want to play that. I don't care what people say. I want to play that. I, I, yeah, I've been. In, I've kind of been thinking about repicking up the the game of the year edition for uh, the PS3, so I could try playing it with my girlfriend. Because I, I never really like got experience got to experience playing it with another person, and that always makes the game more fun, despite its like flaws. Um, and the creation aspects were like just incredible that game. Right. So before before we move on to our main topic, what is new about the game of the year edition of that game? Because I never I never really p- p- looked into it. It just kind of just adds a lot of the downloadable content oh, that, uh, okay. like, you may have missed out on. Like the important, definitely the important downloadable content, which not a lot of people bought, was the uh, the Metal Gear Solid pack, which has the uh, includes the ability to actually like carry a weapon and shoot it. Um, so you get some uh, some like action, like you know, combat stuff in the in your levels. Also, it uh, I, I think they handpicked a bunch of the best user created levels and packaged them in here as part of the main. Uh, storyline or something, or maybe just like as additional part of the main, like an an addendum to the main storyline or something. Okay. Um, so that like, because we you know there's so many levels out there, it's it can be easy to miss some of the better levels. So they kind of just did that, and uh, I know there's just, yeah, like a lot of the random downloadable stuff, like costumes and things like that. But considering if you haven't bought, you know, Little Big Planet or you uh just whatever, like it's sixty dollars and it's the same price as a regular Little Big Planet, so why not just get it? Right. Uh. It's it just I think it's worth it just for the downloadable content alone because uh, if you were to start playing now, you kind of would need that. Otherwise, you'd be missing out on a big portion of like levels that may have been created since then, which would have been a lot because right. it's been a long time since that was released. Right. Gotcha. 
Alright, well that was a good first edition of whatever we're going to call this segment. <laughs> I don't really know what we're going to name it. It's not going to be Game Spiel. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but... Send in your ideas for the name of this segment, I guess. Mailbag at TryGames.net. Okay, we're going to move on. We'll be right back. We are at um, a supposed main topic, and if you haven't heard, Activision has gone plastic crazy. There's, you know, they got the whole Guitar Hero thing, and then all this shit, and then, oh look, they included a night vision goggle peripheral with the Modern Warfare 2 Prestige pack just for fun, and oh wait, they released this game called Tony Hawk Ride, with a fake... Skateboard. I was about to say with a fake keyboard, but that you know makes no sense. With a fake skateboard in the package that you need to play the game, and unfortunately, um, it sucks. Is this is what I've heard now? I haven't played the thing, but every outlet is like drilling this game. And let me let me take a look at game rankings just to see, even though you know. While you're looking there, I just want to make mention real quick that the game is already on sale. Holy yep. shit! How much is Target it, uh, selling it? GameStop um, dropped know, it down yeah. to ninety nine ninety nine. They're you know they're trying to promote it as a holiday sale, Man. but you know it's just because the game hasn't been selling. I'll tell you one thing: Target is putting that and the Guitar Hero Rock Band and all that stuff on sale for eighty eight dollars, starting tomorrow. Jeez. Oh. Um. Oh. Also, newsflash: Target is also selling uh, DS games, including these only ones you probably should care about. Spirit Tracks <laughs> and Mario Luigi 3 for $25 a piece. Uh! Yeah. $50 gets you two hot DS games hot, that are both going to last you like your ass. 25 hours a piece. You shouldn't tell me these things. I don't have money to be spending. Me neither, but I'm telling you, once I get paid on Thursday, that Friday... No, PAX sorry, East! PAX East! Thursday morning. Yeah, well, that $45 will go there too. Okay. Because I have to. <laughs> or else I'm not going. Uh, but... After that $45, $50 is going to Spirit Tracks and Marlowe. And, and this is notable because they're to Evelyn. This is notable because these are Nintendo games, which, like Square Enix, come with a tax. Nintendo games usually come out for 35 bucks. True. Which pisses me off. Yes. Um, but anyway. Oh, man. I just saw a little ticker on Game Life that says, Chris plays the new Professor Layton. I'm like, shit, I gotta play the first Professor Layton. Yeah, I know, right? There's like th- a third one's coming out already. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, game. I'm looking up on game rankings, and uh, um, it looks like uh, Tony Hawk Ride. I mean, the th- of the three versions, like the Wii one only has seven reviews, so I'm not gonna go there. But uh, between the 360 and PS3, it's averaging like a 54, um, percent mm. which is actually higher than I thought it would be. But I mean, there are problems uh, ranging from bad collision and physics to the board isn't sensitive enough to like it, it, it's too sensitive to it, it. It it just does all these weird things apparently, and it's 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 kind of upsetting, really. Not not that I was actually going to buy this game, but you kind of feel like like this. 
I mean, it's a skateboard. And, like, even though I wouldn't, like, if I wanted to skateboard, I'd actually skateboard. That's why I played Tony. Like, I mentioned, we all mentioned this before. If we wanted to play Tony Hawk, I mean, if we wanted to skateboard, we actually get on a board and not, not this board. But that's mm-hmm. why we play Tony Hawk with buttons because we don't want to skateboard. Mm-hmm. But, like. And we want to go click, 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 yeah. like, while the guy just does, like, all sorts yeah. of in the air, like, exactly. 20,000 feet in the sky. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, the Wii, the, the Wii Fitness board, the Wii Fit board is out there, and it's made some decent uses in some snowboarding games and stuff. And you figure that if Activision can put out a peripheral that's specially made for this game, then, like, maybe some magic would happen, and, and it just hasn't. Um,. But the real thing that I want to talk about here is that Tony Hawk comes out. Okay, this is this is from a story that I read on Wired's Game Life. Um, I, did Chris report this one? No, this is Gus Mastrapa. Okay, so and I get to read this as we used to do with our new segments, reading. Stung by the chilly critical reception that greeted his new video game, professional skater Tony Hawk has taken to Twitter to defend Tony Hawk Ride. Most snarky critics had their minds set before ever seeing or playing the game. Hawk tweeted on Saturday, I'm proud of what we created. It's innovative, responsive, and fun. End quote. That's not what the reviews are saying. Wired.com suggested that those who brought who bought Ride on Black Friday should return the expensive game for something better. With Ride's Metacritic score hovering in the 40s, the game's average on Wii is in the 60s, but there are only a handful of reviews, which is what we found at Game Rankings. It's safe to assume that most reviewers feel the same. But Hawk insists that his game is not being given a fair shake. He told Canadian newspaper The Sudbury Star that a lot of critics, quote, came into it with an attitude that it's going to suck. I think there's a misconception that I just stick my name on a game. I brought this, I brought this idea to Activision and saw it through. I've been playing it every step of the way, and I'm very proud of it, end quote. Hawk is a man of his word. Follow his Twitter feed, and you'll see that he frequently jumps online to play the game with his fans. Hawk says he's glad to friend up if you bought this, if you bought in on this $120 debacle. Just don't ask him to play another game. All Modern Warfare 2 invites he snarked are politely declined. Ha ha ha, very funny. So, I mean, obviously this isn't the first time that, you know, a, a person who sponsored something comes out to, like, defend his thing. I mean... I don't know how well you remember this thing, but like when Mark Echo came out and was all like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, people don't understand what it's like to build a game without a hard drive, and 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 why this game is is good because we were able to do it on a ho- no hard drive system like the PS2, which completely is bullshit, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, this I think is not as nowhere near as egregious, but I I feel like. Like I, my personal view on it is, I feel like he he kind of doesn't have a choice, because if he doesn't say anything, then he's kind of admitting to, you know what I mean? Like if he if he just ca- kind of keeps his mouth shut about this thing and is just like, or if someone asks him, he's like, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of shitty, then that's like Krusty the Clown admitting that he's a sellout to to millions of fans. Where he usually keeps that, you know, on the down low. Like you only see the behind the scenes because we watch The Simpsons. But like, no one, no, no one realized that he's a sellout until you know that episode where we were revealed that he was a sellout. Yeah, but you, you know what I mean. It's like if he doesn't say anything, right? It, it's kind of an admission of like, yeah, I'm not, I'm keeping quiet because I'm not really proud of this thing. Right. Then it just makes it seem like you know he had no. No, nothing to do with it to begin with. Exactly, exactly. So it's just like, yeah, he really did just slap his name on. So, and from that respect, I mean, I, I, I think that it's kind of, you know, a lot of people could be snarky and say, "Oh, look, Tony Hawk just wants to do PR." Well, you know, he kind of has to. Otherwise, like, 
how would you feel if you know you 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 were responsible for something that people didn't end up liking, and then you just kept quiet about it, and then people started you know saying, oh, you're you're just a sellout, you're just whatever. So right. he kind of has to say this, but at the same time, in a way, I kind of feel bad for them because like you know. Yes, they made a bad game, but really, at this, I mean, the, uh, obviously, their choice would have been to make a good game. But I was gonna say, what what choice did they have? Because they knew that Skate like came at, came in and started stealing all their thunder, and they knew how like most of the uh, their quote unquote core audience was starting to feel about their series. Uh, obviously, sales have been declining for the series o- over time through with each generation and stuff, and they had they knew they had to do something, so they took a gamble, and their only mistake was that they made a bad game, like. The skateboard peripheral could have been cool if they had made a better game around it. Um, I mean, I obviously have not played the game, but like, I, maybe this is like, like uh, shallow or stupid on my part. But from watching the Giant Bomb Quick Look, I can already tell that that is not a game that I want to play. Like, I, I loved the old Tony Hawk games um, for their open world, like super insane appeal, and this just just seemed like a downhill racer. Um, and uh, yeah, so like. You know, they took the gamble, they they wound up making a bad game, and now everyone's going to just, like, give them flack for it and stuff, but they really had no other choice but to do something drastic, right. otherwise they're, they're, they're just going to keep failing. Well, something that I heard, uh, and of course this is through other podcasts, this is not, like, confirmed news sources, so, you know, take that as you will, but it, it, it was kind of along the lines of, hey, holiday season's coming up, Robomoto, where is your game? This is what we have so far. Oh, how long do you think before you guys are done? Give us, you know, X amount of time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need that game in by Monday. Yeah, the holidays <laughs> are coming. We, you're not going to get enough time, so we're just not going to put any marketing budget behind it, and we're just going to kind of put it out, and it's going to suck. That's why we're not going to spend the money to market it, but, you know... We, we, we're Activision, so we just kind of have to push this out for the holidays, and you know that that's that. And and, yeah. and and like, who knows if if that was the case, and had Robomoto been given more time? Because uh, look, like a lot of the design problems with the game, you know, forget about the terrible physics of Kevin Van Ord riding on the ceiling. <laughs> okay, that I didn't see. Forget about that for a second. You go to go to the GameStop video review; it's pretty funny. Forget about okay. that for a second, though. Um. Like, the, the stuff that other people talk about, and, like, even Van Orr talks about it, too, of, you know, things like, oh, if you fail a trick event, you have to see the whole thing all the way through. You can't just restart. Oh, yeah. Little, little tiny things like that. Okay, that would drive me crazy. That are important, not in terms of, like, this is, a, this is quality gameplay, but very important in terms of, like, an interface and usability and functionality standpoint that you'd think is so simple that... Yes, they would nail that down. Even things like that, and true, and I don't, I truly, I, I truly don't believe that any mature or well, maybe this is a new studio, but like, I, like these guys actually came from. I think it was the, um, I think it was, um, it was either Giant Bomb or it was Four Guys One Up that talked about the fact that these guys are industry veterans. The guys who who formed Robomoto. Are industry veterans, so I, I I refuse to believe that these guys intentionally or mistakenly left out little design things like that because they suck. It's got to be, you know, it's I I have to be optimistic. I have to believe that they were rushed into this. It's Activision, so what else are you going to believe? But still, you right. know, I I would have to say that if you 
if you're working on a Tony Hawk game, you should do your research, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just a part of the game. It's like, okay, well, what makes Tony Hawk so great? Let's go back to one, two, and three. Just kind of play a couple of minutes. And anybody who's anybody who's played Tony Hawk, who screwed up on the trick, has immediately pressed start and reset the level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At least once. So I think that 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 can't be something a, a wish that is uh, too lofty for them to have experienced that and said, you know, we need to put this in our game where if you screw up, you should be able to immediately re, you know, pause the game, go back to the beginning so that you can come up with your perfection because a lot of people play like that. Right. And if not, yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I want to get back to his, his quote though. The, so <laughs> it, it's like a lot of, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people who, who feel wronged by critics always, assume that you know a critic is going to come in wanting to hate something now lesser grade critics you know bloggers maybe <laughs> but if you're working for a publication of any type and okay so case in point jeff gersman from giant bomb said that when he saw it at e3 he was kind of excited for it he ended up giving it one out of five stars and the icon to follow that was him with a blindfold and a piece of dynamite in his mouth <laughs> that is the first one star I see him give. I've seen him give, and that's the first time I saw that icon. But anyway, it's like y- you come out and you say that stuff, but like obviously that's not the case. You know, it's like it's like he took the it's like he took the Dennis Dyack mentality and ran with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because because Den- and and honestly, I actually do think that Dennis Dyack was kind of shanked by a lot of critics who did because he he was. I mean, because of the build-up. He you, definitely you look, was. You look at the situation. People were like, "Oh, we waited all this time for yeah. this." Yeah, and like, and, and also, I mean, he did it to himself too by talking. Right, it he's up. the one saying it was going to be the greatest game right. ever. But I mean, it's not. It's not like um, it's not like Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk situation where like people were like, "All right, well, let's see what this thing can do." With Two Human, you know, it, there was already a build-up. There was an expectation, and yes, yeah, sometimes they do that. But this was, I think, that was on a different level. This was just like, if, if there was any any preconceived notion about it, it's just like, hmm. Should Activision really be pushing out so many plastic peripherals? But th- I really don't think, from the buzz that I've heard, it, it had nothing to do with, like, wow, I, I, I think this game is going to suck. I can't wait to review it. No. Yeah, I think it was more on the lines of, this is weird. I wonder how this is going to come out. Yeah. Like, you know, not uh, staying on one side of the fence or not. Because, of course, it, if it was something that I think was more appealing, I think that people would be more on the lines of, oh, wow, this is going to be really good, as opposed to what Tony Hawk thinks, where people are like, wow, this is going to be really bad. Right. I, they were more like in the middle. Yeah, all of my snark, personally, was directed at, oh, look, it's Activision with more $120 games. But I'm like, alright, well, they have fucking uh, Wii, Wii Fit Snowboarding, or, or whatever, so if, if that can work, then this is going to work, because this is, you know, this is arguably supposed to be a more sensitive peripheral, so let's see what they can do. I'm not going to buy it, though. Right, but I wasn't sitting there going like, "All right, this game is going to be absolutely, absolutely terrible." I, I thought it, I thought it might have been at least casual fun, and apparently it's not even that. No. So, so I guess what bugs me the most about this is the fact that, like, yes, he has to come out and defend it, and good on him for sticking up for you know his product, um, and not like just kind of selling it out and being like, "Yeah, it did kind of suck," and like you know, I you know I, I I basically just put my name on this and I don't care, but it. it <laughs> It's one thing to say, like, I'm proud of these guys for innovating. And it's another thing to say, oh, you know, 
everybody was cre- had a preconceived notion that it was going to suck, and that's why it had bad reviews. But you know what? It responds well, and it's a lot of fun, and it's responsive. And it's just like, well, the biggest problem is that it's not responsive. So are, are, what are you saying to us? Are you coming out and saying that they're wrong, that everybody who's bought the game and disliked it, because I'm reading a lot of player reviews and you know people don't like it, that mm-hmm. they're wrong? Like, I, it's, it's, it's just kind of, you know, it's not, it, it's not unusual. I'm not, like, sitting here going, like, I can't believe he's saying this. But it's, um, but I, what I am doing is sitting here and going, like, I, I, you can't say that. Yeah, you, you gotta go about it a different way. Because he's, I guess, if he's taking the angle that, yeah, a lot of people who bought the game are saying, Things about the game that are negative and they're wrong about it, then he's forgetting the rule that the customer is always right. Right. Well, yeah, yes, to a certain extent. I don't think that like if um if someone comes in and like there's a game that's pretty challenging, or 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 whatnot, and they come in and they play it and they're like, I died on the first level. I don't like this game. This game sucks. You know? Oh well, well, that's a little right. extreme. But that's we're, that, that's we're not what's within f- reason. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm gonna send you the picture of Jeff Gershman with the dynamite in his mouth, but um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you think of uh, what do you think of like what he's saying? And and, and he's kind of well, he's kind of in a cat twenty two. But one thing that really strikes me is the last line of like what you have posted here about him saying, you know, uh, critics came into it with an attitude that it's going to suck. Like, that should really like. As far as I know, critics don't pre-decide how they're going to feel about a game. They wait, they decide based on the PR cycle and what they're shown at events and stuff. So maybe he should be more worried about the way his game was being shown, you know, to critics. Like you said, Jeff Gershman saw it at E3 and was excited for it. Um, so clearly that was not that's not the case to begin with. But if that's really how he feels, then he really should look into how his game is being demoed. And maybe the uh, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe if the game was shown off better, like like if he had gotten critics more excited about it, he w- like would have seen a uh, like maybe a little a little bit better response when it came out or something. But it, like it doesn't. No, but the point is, it doesn't matter. That the game is bad. Right. Is uh like that's what it all comes down to is the actual truth. Um, like I'm just saying from his standpoint, like that that could have been right. So, yes, in, in relation to that quote. But either way, uh, it's just not true that critics like. <laughs> It's very rare for a critic to be, like, unless they're a bad journalist slash critic. Right, unless they're not doing their job. Right, they're not going to be like, oh, you know, they changed the Tony Hawk formula, this game's going to fucking suck. Um, most of them will give it a fair shake and see how it looks, when they're how it's shown to them. And from the little bit I known of what was shown to critics and stuff, I'm actually surprised anybody would have been excited. Like, I'm actually surprised to hear that Jeff Gerson was excited for it uh, from seeing it at E3, because... Like, from what I've heard about what's been shown, the game looked like it was in trouble from the get-go. Mm. Um, just in terms of its, like, mechanics and usability and things like that. Well, I think, I, uh, I think just to clarify, I think it was more of an excitement of, hey, this is coming out, and it, like, like uh, so this, this looks kind of interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. Not, wow, this looks like he's going to be awesome. I'm excited to play it. That, like, I think it was more excitement of, like, this could, this could be, this could have potential. So he was, right. he was being cautiously optimistic, which is still... Not they came into it's it with an attitude going that's going to suck. It, yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, I just think that um, I don't know. I, I the the first thing, the immediate, the first immediate thing that popped into my mind was like, I'm I'm glad that he's sticking up for his own product. But you know, I'm looking at this more, and I'm just like, you can't say what you do. I mean, I, I'm sure that 
I'm sure that PR has no problem with it because obviously you want someone to you want the star of your game or whatever to say things about it, say good things about the game, uh, and like maybe he'll have enough sway that his fans will be like, oh, but he says it's responsive. Maybe he's right. But I just can't reconcile the, the, that descriptor being applied to a game that everyone else is describing as the complete opposite. Like, what? Why are people saying that my game is choppy? It runs at 60 frames a second. No, 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 it doesn't. Look, look, look at it. You, something's wrong with your eyes. It's at <laughs> 60. No, it's not. Look at it. My game comes in a red packaging. What are you talking about? No, it's a white box. You know, it's, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm exaggerating here. But, right. but like, I mean, because maybe he feels it is responsive. Maybe it's responsive to him. You know, sure. how does is, is Tony Hawk a gamer? I don't know. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. So I'm not going to make that assumption. Maybe it's responsive to him, or maybe it meets his own standards, which leads into another question. Is that a problem? Does he have lower standards? Does he think that this is a qual? Does he truly think in his head that it's a quality product? Because if he does, and everyone else is saying that it's not, <sighs> you know, it, uh, that, then that's also a problem. Think, think about it this way. If Guitar Hero Metallica, another Activision product, um, <laughs> had a really shitty set list of like Metallica's worst songs, and and like James Hetfield was like, yeah, this is awesome. Wouldn't you be a little worried? I'd be very worried. <laughs> you know? Not him. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a little worried about like, A... This product is going to suck, and two, the person who's endorsing the product, who's supposed to be, you know, in charge of the quality in some some respects, doesn't realize that it's bad. It may not be as bad as him saying, like, I don't care, put in whatever, and it being bad, because, like, if you truly believe something is good, then you have the best of intentions, but then there's something also wrong with your head. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Any uh, any other thoughts on this before you move on to the mailbag, which is empty, by the way? Uh, well, you go ahead, actually, Al. it's not a thought. It's a fact that I'd like to share. Yeah. Uh, the fact is yeah. <clears throat> that last month, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater ride thingy, I said that wrong because I was reading something that was not what it was supposed to be. Uh, Tony Hawk ride sold 114,000 units. In its first month, uh, according to MPD. That's not terrible. Oh, wait, across all three platforms? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's slightly worse. So. <laughs> Majority of the sales were to Wii gamers, 67,000 for the Wii. Interesting. In- the that's others, telling. Uh, the, the other X amount of copies, which I don't feel like counting at the moment, uh, were to 360 and PS3, with 360 outselling the PS3 almost 2 to 1. Hmm. Um... And now compare that with DJ Hero, which was 123,000 sold in October. Across all three platforms? Across all three platforms. Yeah. Wait, that came out for Wii too? I... No. No. I think it was just PS3. Sorry, you're right. Um, so they say that's disappointing for Activision because, of course, they were trying to sell more and more would be better. Yeah, sure. But <laughs> do you think that 114,000 in its first month uh, is is truly like bad in terms of, um, you know, Tony Hawk is all like, oh, you know, they pegged it really low and they came to it thinking it sucked, blah blah blah. P 
people should play it. I play with people, blah, blah, blah. Um, 114,000 other people have this game. It, usually if a game kind of doesn't sell, it would probably sell maybe half that amount. True. You know, that that kind of, you know, especially for a big ticket item such as this, which is what, $120, right? Yeah, right. Um, I personally think 114,000 units is... A lot. It, they, I think that the expectations were too high on this game, but that's just you know I'm not an industry vet. And I'm the thing not. you got to wonder for Activision though is was it a failure because of like how much money may have been put into like R and D for that skateboard and like you know then you compound the cost of actually uh, you know producing the game itself. Like so maybe that hundred forty thousand doesn't actually. Like, despite the fact that it's a, 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 the game itself retails for more, like, overall, it could have just been a failure because um, of how much may have been put into the game as opposed to a game that didn't have an extra peripheral. Maybe, because there's a paragraph in here that says, uh, that's potentially disappointing for Activision, uh, which went back to the drawing board after the previous entry in the series, uh, Tony Hawk's Proving Ground, uh, saw middling reviews, some of the lowest in the series, and hefty competition from Skate. Uh... But Proving Ground went on to sell more than a million units across the five platforms it was released on. But still, that's, you know, a million units. How long has that game been out? What, a year? Not not sure. Uh, Well, maybe about that. Like, I don't remember when it came out, but uh, yeah, go ahead. I I would only think that, you know, because they tend to bring out games once a year on a a living game franchise such as Tony Hawk. Well, just for um, comparison's sake, I went to look up the Rock Band sales for November of 2007, mm-hmm. um, when when I believe Rock Band first came out, and the Xbox yeah, 360 fun. version of Rock Band sold over 300,000 units alone. Oh, yeah. And when you're talking about the original Rock Band had to come out with the... In- well... Yeah, it did. It, ha- it, it came out with the entire <laughs> set, right? Yeah. And then, like... it yeah, Only the entire set. And it didn't come out alone or with a guitar until later. Right. So, I mean, when you think about that, yes, that's a huge disappointment for Activision. True. Like, how much... How compare much, it to something like that. How much did Rock Band sell? Uh, how much was it, Yeah, how much did Rock Band sell for? A hundred and... When it first came out? Yeah. 170? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about 170 for that versus 120 for a peripheral that, um, well, not a peripheral, uh, let's not even talk about the peripheral, but just for, like, a game with Tony Hawk's name on it, okay? Kids are like, oh, I skateboard, how do I do skateboarding thing, right? And, you know, which is, to me, if, if I'm going to stereotype, is reflected accurately in the fact that the Wii version outsold both others combined, right? True, I was going to mention that as well, um, and do you mind if I mention it now? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think that this game would sell a lot to little kids, because they can't really, um, not they can't, but older people tend to see the flaws in a game such as this more likely than little kids. That's why, like, a lot of the games that are geared toward little kids are, like, shitty, and they get lower views, uh, because we see all the flaws in the games, but the kids just play it. All right. You know, they play it flaws and all, and that probably explains, not explains, but I think that that is part of why it sold to Wii gamers and will probably continue to be like for the holidays it'll probably be a big sell for the Wii right as opposed to 360 PS3 either way I don't think it's going to sell like because you were saying that uh, the the previous iteration sold over a million so far or something like so like in the long run it sold but I don't think this game will sell over a million in its life 
I think it'll get uh, discounted and um, it'll sputter it out quickly. It, yeah, you know, you you know what makes me sad is the fact that I think the same thing may happen to DJ Hero, and DJ Hero, by all accounts, is actually a good game from what I've heard from everybody that I've spoken to. Right, and that's the real disappointment. Is that I think, go ahead. That I feel like had they not that you can actually change anything, but I I I kind of I kind of have to hope that if they didn't spend their efforts. On 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 supporting Tony Hawk Ride, in terms of research and development and all that stuff, something could have been done to promote DJ Hero a little bit more, or in a different way, or maybe cut the price just a little bit because they could afford to to make it more enticing. You know, like right. if anything, if any one of those two games should be the one to succeed, it should be fucking DJ Hero, and that thing is selling barely better than than Tony Hawk Ride. You're saying, Al? Yeah, 123 that, to 114. That's that's sad. Like I think that. You know that I don't know that makes that that, that that makes my heart sad. I have a question about DJ. Hero. I may have an answer. Uh, <laughs> Wait, let let, let uh, what Pete was going to mention something sure. from his hair first. I was going to say I think that uh, both of the games are suffering from the same kind of problem, like money, irregardless money, money. of whether or not they're good games or bad games. Yep. Yeah, the price tag mm-hmm. and the fact that they both come with an, uh, another peripheral. Yeah. And I do think people are peripheraled out. Yeah. Like, if these games totally. had been released, like, or especially if Tony Hawk had been released back when there was like the original Guitar Hero craze, if they released Tony Hawk with a skateboard, then people would have went nuts over yep. it. But at this point, it's just like you know we have enough extra shit. You're making me pay a premium for this shit. It better be fucking worth it. And like, I just think in both cases, it's like even though DJ Hero is a good game, it's like it's still not worth that price tag. Right. I'm hoping that if the prices drop, that like at least that game will pick up in sales. Um, because I, I mean, I myself have not picked it up, obviously, but because of the price, and I will pick it up when it drops in price, and I would like to see that peripheral supported more. Um, and you know, if they're able to somehow get another company to squeeze out a game that takes advantage of the Tony Hawk skateboard, uh, that makes it actually useful, then like I might actually pick up that game with a skateboard or something. But I mean, because it sounds, it's a, like it's a neat idea for peripheral. And I remember as a kid, you know, playing uh, was a top skater in the arcade or whatever. Um, Can't remember the one. Oh, the it was one just with a the board and the bars yeah and stuff. Yeah, you, you you held on to the bars and it was the board that like moved and stuff and you skated and stuff like <sighs> that. That kind of could be considered the the predecessor to this type of thing. And back then, I thought that was a fucking awesome. You know, having this board to play on and. Again, if that, like, if it had been when, maybe that's the thing what you're talking about, Al, is like, kids can't really, don't really see the flaws, like, because that game probably is terrible, that arcade <laughs> game is probably awful, but as a kid, it's just like, dude, I'm playing on this fucking board, I don't even care, like, there was a that's lot of arcade about. games like that, um, that had, like, stupid extra things that you stood on or sat in or whatever that made the game so much better, and... Afterburner! Yeah, exactly. And as a kid, like you don't care about the bad things. So yeah, maybe kids will like Tony Hawk Ride more just because it is something cool to stand on and play the game. But at that price, it's a hard sell. Right. Yeah. To to put a, a little like endpoint or like a, a, a an exclamation onto what you just said, I think that the 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 joy of childhood is imagination. Yeah. Because you know, kids will get on that board and they'll. Imagine they're Tony Hawk. They'll they'll look at the screen, but they might not even pay attention. You know how little kids they like play a game and they're just hitting buttons, and the guy is running into the wall and shit, and they're having a great time. Yeah, <laughs> you're sitting there watching them like, God damn, why? give me the fucking why? controller. When I was your age, I was stopping on Goombas. What are you doing? 
<laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's also messed up that when we were kids, we, we had the imagination, but we weren't that toe up to be like running into walls or making the character <laughs> die and, and then not be like, oh man, I died, but like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, fell down that hole good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, it's weird, but I think that that's what drives, uh, you know, the success of games such as this to kids. But, um, I, I wanted to say, oh. Yeah, the question. Uh, I think that this whole Target selling these games, I don't know if Riot is in the package, but DJ Hero is definitely in the package, uh, for $88 starting December 13th. Mm-hmm. I think that's really gonna improve the sales of DJ Hero for the holidays, cause that's, I don't know if that's happening only for the week, but I think it's happening from December 13th to Christmas. Ah. Uh. And this is, of course, you know, week one of the big, uh, selling week for, for the holiday. Um, so I think that DJ Hero is going to see a lot of sales at $88. I forgot to mention also that while I was comparing the two sales numbers, I forgot that DJ Hero was not across three platforms but two, so that's a little bit better. True. But uh, you had is that was that your question, Al, or was that just another remark? Or Because um, I know you had a question. I did have a question. Um, what is your question? I, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, the, the thing about DJ Hero selling for $88 kind of took over what my question was, and I have to remember what my question was. Okay, remember that while Pete has his one last remark. Okay, I was going to say uh, that it, I would just picture in it, you know the game coming out, having these lackluster sales, and um, then the critics' comments coming out, and everyone in like Tony Hawk, Activision Camp, whatever, you know, kind of... Uh, kind of blaming each other like oh you know the developers fucked this up or you know this is what you did wrong or you know PR didn't promote it very well blah 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 like everyone kind of blaming each other in a way it almost makes me think like maybe Tony Hawk came out and said this just as like kind of rally everyone against Mm. the critics like you know hey guys stop yelling at each other it's the critics fault I'm gonna come out and say it and then everyone's like yeah you know what it is the critics fault the game is awesome we uh, we did a perfect job um (laughs) maybe (laughs) that's a good point so like like I don't know just kind of imagine maybe a scenario like that uh, but what's your question, Al? Um, <clears throat> my question is, do you think that the sales of DJ Hero and, um, I guess Tony Hawk Ride, but not really Tony Hawk Ride because it, it, it's not affected by the same phenomenon, but, um, do you think that there is now a kind of, uh, stigma where, I, I know I feel it, and which is why I don't buy them anymore. And I know Austin feels it, which I think is the reason why he doesn't buy it anymore. But do you think that it's beyond the two of us that there's just so much saturation of the hero franchise, quote-unquote, that DJ Hero is just another thing that's like another music game that's going to be – has another peripheral that I'm kind of tired of this and I really don't want to buy it just because it's just so much and I have – not. Not even thinking about the peripheral, but just the fact that it's another hero game. Like, I didn't buy Guitar Hero 5, partially right. because it's another hero game, but the other part of it was that it didn't have many songs that I was interested in. Mind you, Guitar Hero 1 and 2 weren't really games that had songs I was interested in, but I really wanted to play them because they were new of the game. But now it's like, <clears throat> this game is dead on me. It's just way too much. And I have three games of the same type of franchise of which I haven't even really explored the depths of. Yeah. And 
you know, why do I need another one? So now he, DJ Hero comes out and like, yeah, it's a, it's a different way of playing the game. It's a different feel and things like that. And it looks really cool on TV. But I really don't want it because it's just way too much of it. And I, I know if I buy it, uh, I, I'm going to have another peripheral sitting in the house. And it's not going to get used. I, so I, I think so. I, 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 yeah, I do think it's... It's it's funny because what do they do? Do they want to take away the hero name and and have to build up a new brand, you know? But at the same yeah. time, at the same time, it's like it's a double-edged sword. It's like they're the people who are just like I've had enough of this, and there are other people who are just like, oh, I know those guys, they're good. Now they give right. you a, a, a turntable record player. I'll try this, you know. So it's uh, what what can they do? I don't know. Who knows? And that leads me into this. Yeah. What if? Uh, I agree. <laughs> what if? DJ Hero mm. says, just, 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 you know, in an imaginary world, mm-hmm. was a standalone game. And say, uh, I'm trying to create a situation here that's not too much different from the real world. Like, I, I can't eliminate the saturation. Right. But say if DJ Hero's price tag was lowered because of the fact that it was a standalone game, or in an even better situation, was a peripheral based game that was the same price as a regular game. Do you think that that would change how the sales would turn out to be? Yeah, actually. I definitely think if it was a regular price and included that, even if it included that peripheral, that people would have jumped on it. Um, because, like, especially when you have a game like Guitar Hero 5 out there and people are just like, if people are in the mood for a rhythm game but they're tired of the same rhythm games, then they might try something new, especially if they're not, like, if it's not a big investment, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's a that was the main problem. I think is that people are like you know they're hesitant to buy something like this because it is one hundred twenty dollars is a lot of money and that's an investment in something that you're not sure you're gonna like or you know what's gonna happen with this peripheral, um, and uh, people just have yeah like the, with the declining interest in the standard uh, rhythm games, I definitely think that that could have taken off at a lower price. If we're talking about me as an example, which doesn't serve as a good example, but like you know just anecdotally speaking, you know me sitting here going like uh, yeah. Like like you, Al, another hero game? Really, do I want it? No, I'm I'm tired of it. No, I don't want the Beatles Rockman. No, I don't want Lego Rockman. No, I don't want Guitar Hero 5 or Metallica or World Tour or, or Aerosmith. But you know what? I actually did buy Metallica. Why? Because it came out for, because it came out on sale. And I actually ended up buying it. You know why? Because it was on sale. So, it was standalone, too. And it, it was standalone. But still, like it, I think if DJ Hero sold, it got to the point where it was 50 bucks, I might actually come to a coin flip. Whereas, whereas right now, right now, there's no way in hell I'm buying it. Even though oh, it's, no, no. even though like I think it's sad that it's good and it's not getting, you know, uh, getting bought. Like I just can't, I can't, I can't. You know, I, I can't either. I can't like, bring myself I, to do it. Eighty eight dollars. I still can't. I will also say just because I, I remember you because you said you mentioned uh, if even if it was standalone, uh, that I think it actually would have sold worse if it was standalone because uh, I think that with that particular type of game. Like if it was standalone, how would you play it? You, if, if if it was able to be controlled by the controller, I don't think people would enjoy it. I think it would actually have sold worse. Yeah, I see. Now that's that's where that kind of comes into play. Like I, I was trying to create a situation where it's the same kind of game, but just in a a, a more um, attractive fashion. Um, I don't know how you could do that without the peripheral. Dude, they should ju- the, the, somebody should just make. It was amplitude frequency. They should just make framplitude and get it over with. Framplitude. <laughs> Those games right. were good. Um, I'm trying to bring up. Damn, 
I'm trying to bring up my uh, trashed emails because uh, I had a lot of promotional emails from oh Guitar Hero Store. That's what it is. Um, I'm looking to see what sales because they were throwing sales left and right, and I wanted to see if they sold DJ Hero, but no, it's like Guitar Hero with guitar and mic for forty five dollars. Oh my Yay. god! Um, let's see. While you're looking, I, I, I also wanted mm-hmm. to say that. Uh, because you, you said about it just being another thing in the hero franchise, and that mm-hmm. might like you know turn people off. I honestly uh, think that you know because Scratch the Ultimate DJ, if that ever comes out, that's something that's not in the hero franchise. And if that had come out before DJ Hero, I still think that would have actually sold worse overall than DJ Hero, just because I think that when it is a new thing, I don't know, like DJ Hero, I think for the common consumer would be like, you know, at least Hero is something that they can yep. attach to. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Scratch the Ultimate DJ, that just sound, like, just the sound of that name alone, and the fact that it would come with a peripheral, which would make it costly, that would sound like something like, that's iffy, I don't know if I should invest in that. At least Hero, you get at least a little sense of security right. investing in it. Because you know there'll be a Hero game next year. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> Even though I, I, I honestly, well... If if all these peripherals didn't exist um, prior to this, uh, DJ Hero with a turntable, if it was the only game, I think would be pretty cool. And yeah, as it is. Random comment because I was looking up sales from November of two thousand seven to find the Rock Band sales. Manhunt two for Wii nineteen thousand. Oh damn! And that still outsold Trauma Center New Blood, which was at fifteen thousand, which should have outsold Manhunt two. But say lovey. Which one did I buy? I bought Manhunt two. I'm sorry. <laughs> but at least I returned it. I don't know. Uh, let's. We're gonna wrap this up soon. But Al wanted to mention something about sheep. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really something like Al wanted to mention something. I'm telling people that you want to mention it just because I, I feel like it. Yeah. Well. Uh, I want to hear it. Nintendo and I. Well, Nintendo announced. That Mega Man 10 is going to come out for right thing, but... WiiWare. And, With? Um, it, it's going to have Mega Man in it, and it's going to have Proto Man in it. Apparently, you can play Proto Man from the start. Uh, but what about the and... Animal Man? Hey! Let me get <laughs> up to it. What about... And apparently, one of the Robot Masters is going to be Wait Sheep for Man. It. Wait for it, Yes! Woo! Finally, I don't understand why Sheep Man is so significant, but people are fucking eating this up. Finally, like it's <laughs> a candy because it's really stupid and it makes it awesome. That's like, word. Can, can you can you imagine how terrible that box art will be? Oh no, they showed like concept art or box art or something. But it's gonna. And look they showed worse. like a whole. It, it looked really like you know Mega Man One Nintendo box arty. Did it look like a sheep? Fact, I'm gonna bring it up oh, and, and I'll share it if you haven't seen it. But they basically have like a little icon of what Sheepman probably is going to be. Cotton like, cannon, like, a short and stocky like sheep. Uh, man. You got cotton cannon. What'd you say? Uh, this fan art now, like with oh my god, Mega Mega Man sleeping on a, a sheep man. All right, here it is. <laughs> what? This as long as you don't is, find the uh, slash fiction. This is official art from Nintendo Power. Uh, it's got like a real human shaped Mega Man and a real human shaped Proto Man. 
and the picture looks really cool, but then there's this like sheet man. <laughs> that looks the Capcom. No, art. dude, that looks like it's photoshopped. But it's actual. That's uh, what you call it. Actual the art, art style between the like the characters that like you know between Mega Man, Proto Man, and then Sheet Man, <laughs> it's like it looks so vastly. Yeah, no, like the one of them is the drawing, and the other one is the is right. It, but I think they, oh, they yeah. I think that was part just part of the promotional poster to say, look at our terrible box art, and then there's a sheep with lightning on his thing. I what? <laughs> yeah, that reminds <laughs> me of the Pokemon. Um, it's a Pokemon in. One of the games, the most recent one or something. Oh, no, ah, I see what fed. happened. What they did, all right, they did Photoshop it. Because what happened, I'm looking at the actual Nintendo Power page, and yeah. it has the, um, it says 10th Times a Charm, blah, blah, blah. But it says meet a robot master on a separate page, and it's all yellow. So I guess it was easy to Photoshop out. And it's cheap, man. And oh my goodness, it, there's like art of the in-game. All right, here's the, here's the picture. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. NintendoPower.com slash images slash NP250 underscore DL Mega dot JPG. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, Wait. magazine subscribers, if you want to keep getting that magazine that you've been getting in the mail, maybe you shouldn't throw out high quality scans the instant that the magazine comes out. Yeah. Because then people why. won't buy the magazine because they can just look at Kotaku. True. Actually, no, this came directly from NintendoPower.com, but the, the, the argument yeah. still stands. People get Game Informer, and then they just throw that shit up there, and it's just like, do you, do you still want to read Game Informer? I mean, like, I don't care, but if you care, you probably should. Th- there I don't is think Lightning Game Inform- coming... Game Informer's not going to be hurt by that, but other No, it's not, it's might. not, but, like, it, it might not be, but it's still, like, on principle, is just dirty. But there is Lightning coming from a cloud, and yeah. then a sheep. I don't know if it's a cloud or if it's a, a puff of wool. When you defeat him, you'll learn Thunder Wool! <laughs> Which floats? It is a, a floating piece of wool. It's <laughs> electricity. Oh my god, that's crazy! Oh, wow, it's a now. Shoot. Just looking at the graphics, or you know, the 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 in-game uh, shots from this game, I, I'm already dead in this game. I, I don't even have to play it in here. I'm shit. I'm playing. I still haven't passed. That part in Doctor Wily stage of Mega Man. 9. I still haven't beaten the third Robot Master. Oh well, ha, 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 I haven't ha, ha, beaten ha, ha. any more than the first one. And you're talking about Mega Man Nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only beaten Splash Woman. Yeah. Here, you can watch my Gamespot video for strategies. Not really, because I die quite a few times during it, but still. Uh, what time is it? It's two three. Let's 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 end this because I need to hit the gym. I'm tired, and I'm sure you guys are hungry and tired. Well, I need more tea till five ish. So anyway, uh, all right. So, uh, you guys are on the internet somewhere. Uh, Pete, where do you live? <laughs> on, on, on the, the internet? internet in yeah. real life. On the internet. On the internet, I, I guess I live at, on Facebook. I don't know. Um, but that's probably the best way to get. In oh my god, it's me, TV. Find me, Facebook.com/slash Riven R Y V V N. Al, where does your hair grow? xlm2k.blogspot.com Yeah, and you updated it too. Gave him comments. Yeah, he has he has new pickups. Yeah, and he made a very interesting pun, even though he didn't intend to. See, I read it, bitch. Is yeah, I know. Uh, I'm calling them bitches for not having read it. Right, I'm a bitches. You're 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 a bitches. You're one of two things. 
I mean, you, you are one thing of a plural. So yeah, there you go. So there's uh, uh, drfishypants.com for Brian Fishman's uh, doctor blog and yeah, his video game stuff. Uh, yeah. And I think that's about it. Uh, oh, yeah, sharkversusoctopus.com. The versus is spelled out. You will want to put www.sharkversusoctopus.com in your bruiser and lo- load it up and, you know, stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. so for Riven. I guess we'll talk about this later, but we're going to be at PAX East, bitches. Oh, shit, that's right. Before we go, um, PAX East is happening. You, you should probably register now. Um, what When does the early bird registration end? The 31st, right? So I have no idea. Early bird registration means that you get uh, um, three day passes for forty five forty five dollars and single day passes for twenty five, which is basically ten dollars off the normal price. That is going to come about after December thirty first. So if you register now, um, and they are in no way paying us to say this, I'm saying this right now because you know we're going to be there and, and and looking at games and stuff. And if you happen to be there, we can avoid you. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's from March 26th to March 28th next year in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so if you're on the East Coast with the most, uh, you should buy a ticket. And, and... Oh, don't... if you're on the West Coast, just fly out here. Yeah, don't be stupid and then just, like, buy a ticket and be like, oh, I need a hotel room now, don't I? Like, you probably want to book one right now. Yeah. Because yeah. my apartment's small. <laughs> and I can't for, really have anybody. For, no, forget about that. Like, let, let's let's imagine that you buy your ticket in like, uh, I don't know, in like February if they're still available, and then you like, uh, you, you you wait until like mid March to book a hotel room. Like, that's just gonna be taken up. Like, whenever I work, um, and and I work in certain locations where I work every week. Okay, and I try to book a hotel room when there's some random like summit or conference coming in that is not con- that that does not consist of like hundreds of thousands of gamers who are clamoring to be at this conference, but maybe like a couple of thousand people in business suits, and they still book out hotel rooms and like you, it's hard for me to get one, and I go there every week. You probably want to book a hotel room now, yeah, and and bring a twenty sided die because I won't have one because I don't have them anymore. I actually had them when I was like ten. Oh, and I that's the appropriate age to have them. I suppose. I mean, I, mean, I, I have 20 cents to die. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Ha ha. Do you play, huh? I do. Ah! Oh, so then that's not a problem. But if you just have a 20 cents to die and, and you just holding your pocket for good luck, that's a problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, but that's funny. All right. Let's try the So for Pete. All right, bye. For Al. All right, bye. I have been your host, Austin, Mr. Chupone, and we out. All right, I'm going to go blow my nose, and we'll sync up. I'll be right back. Okay. I don't know. That was me making blowing now, blowing nose sounds. Yeah, you made tissue sounds. Three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the actual sink? I don't even know.